What is up, IDP Army? Week one is nearly fully in the books. We are back with another episode of the IDP Army podcast. Most of the IDP, all fantasy football, you know that. If it's your first time on the channel, be sure to subscribe. If it's not your first time, thanks for coming back. Be sure to give us a thumbs up on this video. We're going to be talking through week one, what we saw, and our week two waiver wire rankings, or uh, targets rather, for IDP. So we're going to talk about our week two waiver wire targets. We're going to talk about the recap of week one. Um, Man, a lot of awesome football was played this week. So uh, stick around. It is going to be an awesome show. say thank you to all of our patreons and youtube subscribers and to our youtube members you all make this channel possible with all of your awesome support uh go check out the idp army you can uh learn how to support us there you can buy merch you can check out our rankings and all that but um yeah let's go ahead and get to it i'm bringing in my man today mace Riney is joining us if you are on twitter you know he is basically our newest idp army uh cohort as you will how's it going Mace. What's up, Jordan? Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, like you were saying, some crazy games yesterday, some sloppy play. Uh, let's dive into it and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Some good games. Like you said, there was some sloppy play, but I thought overall it was better than people were acting. I think people like to complain. I mean, that's just like human nature. That's so, fair. Uh, I, uh, man, it was tough, though. I will say I did get shafted on Underdog, which y'all should go check out Underdog Fantasy. They are a sponsor of the show. $100 first-time deposit match bonus, and you can play with me. Has so many lineups that were like three points from cashing out on some decent money, and all of them had Mike Williams. And I was so mad because I had I stacked Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on there easy this last week. And I even said on the show, if you guys go back and watch, or if you did watch the underdog show last week, said Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey are just not getting respected right now um, in this season, in this week. You could get them. I mean, I got Patrick Mahomes in like the fourth and fifth round. Like he was not even the first quarterback taken early last week or even the fourth or fifth sometimes in those drafts. So get on underdog fantasy. Do like me, except don't draft Mike Williams and you will win some money. So, um, yeah, but it was a good week of football overall. IDP wise, man, we have a lot to talk about. So I guess we'll just go ahead and pull up the the kind of the oh, that's a little uh, that's a little preview of the waiver wire. Whoa. I want to talk about the news first. Here we go. There we go. All right. So for week one, we had a pretty big game from Alex Highsmith. He actually ended up leading the uh, IDP across all positions last yesterday. He had like 44 points. Um, I don't want to say I'm like shocked, but I kind of am because I didn't expect him to kind of pull it off. Honestly, he was one of my favorite sleepers last year played a lot but didn't really come through with a big game and then goes out week one and is the number one defensive line player. What did you think about his performance? Oh, I think it was amazing. Um, I'm kind of where you were as far as uh, sleeper. Yeah, if I had to start him, I mean, I wasn't feeling like amazing about it, but I'm cool with it. And then he comes out and drops, I don't know what you say, 30-burger, 40-burger? So, 44 I mean, points, nice. yeah. I mean, but who didn't on that Steelers defense, dude, honestly? Like yeah, they, I mean, they six, that off. six solos, two tackles for a loss, and a uh, three assists. 
three sacks, four quarterback hits, and a forced fumble. I mean, that's a crazy stat line. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, he might be on your waiver wires too. So just to kind of start the show off, go check your waiver wires from him. Camu Grugier-Hill also had a massive game for the Texans. I will note the Texans played – like almost a hundred defensive snaps. So that definitely <laughs> played into the fact that he had, what do you have? Like 14 solo tackles. I think it was. Sorry, yeah, it was a lot. I'm going to right now. Uh, so that's definitely, 17. yeah, that's definitely going to uh, play in quite a bit. I think I can actually pull up. Here we go. Yeah. As you can see here, he played 92 snaps. He's targeted 16 times and passed as well. Yeah. So he got plenty of work. Kirksey was out there uh, for hundred percent of snaps as well. Not quite as big a game, but we were still pretty high on him yesterday. Yeah. He had the second most pressures on the team. Kirksey did, but he just didn't really produce. Really? So they blitzed him well, a lot. He only had two. And top guy was Jerry Hughes with four, but Jerry Hughes also had two sacks. So yeah, Jerry Hughes had a big game. He'll be coming up later on. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick comes through with a massive game, number one uh, DB performance. You know, it's I bring it up all the time, but I mean, I've been on, I've been on Minka Fitzpatrick since I started doing, you know, IDP and fantasy football. Um, and it's just weird to me that so many people early in his career were not on to Minka Fitzpatrick. They just wanted to put him into one certain type of role. Fourteen tackles yesterday. That's not just a basic free safety kind of role. But guess what? He still is a ball hockey. He got a pick six. So if you have him in Dynasty, which hopefully you do, um, you are sitting pretty with Minka Fitzpatrick. He's everything that we thought he could be for IDP and in real football. Um, any thoughts on the Steelers defense, Minka, Alex Highsmith, before we kind of keep rolling down the list? Yeah, just just uh, food for thought. They also did – they had three players that played 100 snaps in Terrell Edmonds, Fitzpatrick, and Witherspoon. So, um, I mean, they did really go the distance. So not to put any cap on Fitzpatrick, but for no. that kind of upside on a weekly basis, it's probably not going to happen. However, though, he is someone that is going – he doesn't really like break the mold. But he always has. Like, he's not a player you can just put in one position. He plays everywhere over the field. He gets multiple attempts at different scenarios per game. So whether he gets the points or not, he's still going to be there. So, uh, yeah, he's very good for your roster. If you have him, man, kudos to you. That was a that's a great point. They also went to overtime. They had a lot of defensive snaps. That definitely played into it. Um, looked like Zier, Alexander Franklin, and uh, EJ Speed both had a pretty decent playing time. Franklin led them in playing time, but they both scored almost identical uh, points. Let's see here if I can pull that game up. Oh, that was just the one I was looking at, right? So they're right here. Um, Franklin, hundred percent of snaps. EJ Speed, only 50% of snaps, but he did have a sack. So, you know, it was risky to play him. Bobby Okrecki ended up being the secondary linebacker or the first linebacker, however you want to look at it. Uh, but EJ Speed, if you did play him, you kind of you got lucky. I wouldn't recommend playing again next week, but it's nice to, uh, to play him week one and, you know, actually be able to capitalize on the fact that Leonard was out. And we weren't really sure who to play. Uh, Drew Tranquil, a couple of splash plays um, right before we went on – before the games went live yesterday, I had a lot of questions in the live stream about Drew Tranquil. Um, he looks like the, the linebacker you want to own there. I don't really want to. Van Noy looked a little slow yesterday. Kenneth Walker is not getting the playing time. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, I, on Drew Tranquil? I would much rather have him than Kenneth Murray. I'm not really a Kenneth Murray fan as it is either way. And, um, out of the will, he's got 35 snaps. Kenneth Murray had 41. Um, I don't know, 
not that I guess their stats are kind of identical here. Oh, so, wow, yeah. I guess I was a little off on that. I thought he yeah. played more snaps than that. No, nah, yeah, either way, I think they're just maybe rotating them. I'd have to look at the packages and see what exactly was going on there. Um, I know the Chargers kind of got ahead early, and the Raiders kind of had to play catch up, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. it looks like they had a lot of defensive backs out there, like a yeah. lot. So, Hmm. Definitely a situation to monitor. Either way, I mean, it was Drew Tranquil who actually yeah. showed off. That's the guy, um, I think. Yeah. Kenneth Murray, I mean, he's been on the field and had many opportunities to wow people, has not done that. I put a note in here, trade for Max Crosby. It's just at this point, I don't care what I don't care what you say. If it's anything <laughs> but go get Max Crosby, it's irrelevant. He, is, he, he, he just doesn't stop. Like, okay. he... He isn't finesse. He isn't – he's not a ballerina out there. You know what I mean? You're not getting this smooth, beautiful Khalil Mack, Yannick, and Gakwe pass rush. No. You're getting a guy who's looks like he – I mean, he's playing like he has rabies and is hungry. You know what I mean? Every snap. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Max Crosby plays so many snaps. He plays – he's probably one of the safest players to – if you want to lay a bet down on edge players to make play the most snaps – Max Crosby is the player you need to be betting on. So not only is he playing at such a high level as far as how he plays the player, but he's playing in a volume that is almost unprecedented at the position. We're talking like premium J.J. Watt type stuff where it's just like I'm not leaving the field and no one can make me. Like, it's wild. Um, I, will, yeah. I will note on that same note, Micah Parsons – played 100% of snaps yesterday, and he's also playing edge. So we could be looking at some big, big sack totals from him. He already had two last night. He started counting last night because he's got a number in mind. That's why he was emphasizing yeah. how many he got last night. And if you watched, I mean, he was he could have had more. I mean, he was I – mean, Tom Brady was just – he's quick. So um, I put Dunlop on here as a potential streaming option, defensive line. Uh, he did have a sack for Kansas City. Um, check your waiver wires for him. I don't know if he'll be an every week play. The snaps weren't super high, but if you're in a three or four DL league, uh, he shouldn't be kind of sitting out there. Um, and then Brandon Jones, I'll just go ahead and get to him. I talked about him a lot this off season. I talked about him a lot on this channel, on this podcast, um, told people like he's, I even said, and it's kind of crazy. I was looking, I comped him a little bit to what Jamal Adams did a few years ago. And then this first game, he has a strip sack. Um, which gets recovered for a touchdown. And I was just like, wow, like that's not normal safety play. Like that's that's some disruptive safety play right there. Um, and I think the hype's real. I was lucky I had him on a team. I mean, I picked him up on waivers in one yeah. of my main home leagues last week because I was telling you all to do this. And I was like, man, I need to do my due diligence, make sure he's not. And he was sitting there in my highest buy-in dynasty league. Damn. I started him and Tracy Walker this week. <laughs> That felt good. I'll start Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. That felt good too. But anyway, um, Brandon Jones hype is real. Get him on your team. He's going to keep rushing the passer. Um, you know, and from the safety position to get all the general basic DB safety numbers plus that, he could he could be in contention for a top five finish. Yeah, I like him top ten this year. That's kind of one of my spicy takes that I was saying before. Um but we also have to remember that the New England Patriots offense, I, I don't know if they like completely got rid of their game plan or what they're even doing. They've got a couple play callers. I mean, Bill Bell, head coach Bill Belichick says that it's on him at the end of the day. But still, I don't, I'm not really sure how much support or how much Mac Jones really lean on people. 
that's no excuse. I mean, Brandon Jones really did have one heck of a game, man. And going forward, yeah. I like him more. I mean, total beast. And also, just so funny, I mean, we're IDP Josh. Let's have fun. It's just like <laughs> how many times in his career has Melvin Ingram just been in the right spot at the right time? <laughs> Right. Like this, go look at his, go look at his numbers, y'all. For a, and you saw him running his. He's getting to be a big old boy. He's always been a pretty thick man. He run into the end zone. Go look at how many interceptions he's had. Like this guy, just he just always seems to be around crazy things happening, and it's just so awesome to watch. Just knowing like how he is and who he is. He's just such an interesting character. And then it's just like. I had for kind of forgot he was on Miami. It's just like there he is running in for a touchdown. I was like, of course, that's just Melvin Ingram just cradling the ball in there. I was like, you mother, you mf. <laughs> uh, he had big plays like that last year on the Steelers. He had big plays like that all the time with the Chargers. He would just like randomly just just catch an interception, have a touchdown, just be just like wild stuff. Um, so that was that was kind of fun to watch. Uh, Brandon Jones obviously facilitated that. Yeah. Thought Jordan Hicks had a pretty good game yesterday. He seemed to transition pretty well into the uh, to the new team, the Vikings. Let's take a look here at his numbers: fourteen tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, thirty-three points. You know, and he's the second guy on that team now, behind Eric Kendricks. Uh, so to see him do that in his first game there, I, I don't know if I, I think he might have actually been on my sleepers, one of my sleepers this year that I brought up. I need to go double check all that stuff, but. He, he just looked like he was in a position to to do some things this year, and he was just kind of getting overlooked. I mean, we're three years removed from him being the number one linebacker in IDP fantasy. Uh, starting the season out, 33 points, 14 tackles, a sack, a forced fumble. Could be on his way to uh, another nice season. So um, what were your what are your thoughts on he and that? That's, honestly, and then the very next bullet point, let's just get to it. Vikings defense <laughs> don't look like something you want to fuck with. That's yeah. literally my very next bullet point. So what are your thoughts on, on that? Um, it could have just been the flow of the game and the struggling Packers offense, but at the same time, this is a divisional game, and, I mean, they know what they're getting themselves into. Uh, Harrison Smith played uh, lights out. Zadarius Smith is another great shout. He was busting stuff up. Um, Hendricks was one of my, I think, top 12 guys this week, so kind of missed on that. Got Hicks. Hicks did have two missed tackles as well, but – the 13 combined assists on one total pressure, and he got a sack. Can't really argue with that, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Going forward, I'd, I'd give it a couple weeks before I'm like, this is the guy, and it's not Kendricks anymore. But as of right now, it looks like uh, Friday he purposes it's going to be. Uh, I think you can play them both with, with confidence. That's the thing. We already knew we could play Kendricks with confidence. Now we know we can play Jordan Hicks with confidence. Yeah. And, again, I mean, this is the week one waiver wire show, and we're going to get to the waiver wire targets here towards the end. But – some of these players we're talking about right now, they may be on your waiver wire. Like Jordan Hicks is the kind of player that might just be floating out on a waiver wire. Drew Tranquil is the kind of player. Kamu Grugier-Hill. These guys all had big games this week. That's why we're talking about them. They could be on your waiver wire. Brandon Jones, like I said, I picked him up a week and a half ago. In my highest buy-in dynasty league, he was on waivers. I was kind of shocked because I had been putting – just talked about him on a show like a week before – I guess that means nobody in my league listens to my show, but that's fine. That's actually good. Um, so I was like, man, all right, I'm going to get him. And then I just – I came back against a guy who started Diggs and Allen against me because I started Walker and Brandon Jones. So that just feels good. If you're, you're watching this, you're like, IDP, what's that? Like, get in, get in here and get in here and get, get the goods. But um, Vikings defense overall, like you said, it looked awesome. Yeah. Um, the pass rush, I mean, they both got home. Zadarius and Woonham got home and Daniel Hunter got home. Um 
they're going to crush people's spirits all season. And I don't know if you watched the, this little bit. One of the DBs came up afterwards. I think he was a DB, and he's like, they were talking. He's like, he's like, good lord. He's like, I don't want to be a, a, a quarterback in the league right now. And I was like, dude, like, yeah. they they tore it up. Like, it was wild. So, any chance they come up against an uh, a, a, an offensive line that's not covered in all pro players? they're probably going to be getting a lot of points. And they didn't even really force many turnovers or whatever yesterday, too. I mean, a couple, but that kind of disruption is going to lead to turnovers. It's going to lead to a lot of good field position. It's going to lead to some defensive touchdowns. Um, so I think there's even more upside for them. I mean, they played Aaron Rodgers. No one would say he's a bad quarterback. Wait till they get a bad quarterback across from him. Those guys are going to crush somebody's soul. So we could see a week kind of like we just saw from the Steelers, where they just it's just every other play, it just seems like, they can't be stopped. Um, so Vikings defense, Vikings everything. I, I love slash hate that everybody loves Kirk Cousins now. I love it because I've loved him for so long, but I hate it because nobody's like – again, I talked about this yesterday. Nobody's coming back and be like, you were right about Kirk Cousins all along. They don't say that. But I've been, I've been his number one fan for a long time. <clears throat> you can check my IG from 2017. <laughs> yeah, that a little bit. Um Chris Barnes, this kind of sucked. Um, I watched this injury happen, got carted off the field. Wasn't somebody that I necessarily had on teams, but he was somebody I was definitely monitoring this year and looking forward to watching. I mean, hate, hated to see that happen. I'm not really sure what the update is, but again, if he, he got carted off the field, it didn't look good. Um, any thoughts for who to maybe look for in his wake? Uh, I mean, I think it just kind of leads it to the rookie, right? You think Quay Quay will step in? Quay Walker? Walker, Quay. I was looking at him a little bit. Let's, oh, let's so, I'm, yeah, I, I watched him uh, some in preseason. He's really good at, at identifying things that are going down in the backfield, and he can really go either way, spread the field. Um, not sure about him in coverage, but I do know that the defensive tackle that the Packers drafted as well is from the same team as Quay Walker, uh, Devontae Wyatt. So they already kind of have, like, a, a language, I feel like, that they could be speaking, so. Quay Walker is one of the one of the guys that I had going um, hmm. taking huge steps this year, I think. Even though he is, yeah. What's it say here? Suffered an ankle. He got carted off the ankle injury, but then it says Quay got a, had a shoulder injury as well. Oh, well, that's not good. That's what I'm looking at here. It's not. Good. Yeah, he had eight tackles. But we'll have to monitor that. Who's the next man down? Let's we'll see. Um, Isaiah McDuffie, McDuffie, I guess, would be the next player to watch. He had six snaps against uh, the Vikings. Hmm. So, yeah, something to monitor. Something to yeah, something to monitor. You There might be some waiver wire goodness out here for the Packers. Obviously, Devondre Campbell is the guy you're going to want. Yeah. Prayers up for Chris Barnes. And then hopefully the the, the Quay Walker thing, just like, a, I don't know, a stinger or something. That'd be nice. Give us something not too, too harsh. Okay, so Raiders defense looks damn good. Uh, they did, honestly, for having some kind of no-name-ish kind of guys out there kind of running around. Um you know, trading away some of the players they did in this offseason. I noticed Trevon Morig, who was their, like, safety they drafted last year, was their first-round safety, second safety. Like, he barely played yesterday. Yeah. They just kind of weren't afraid to shake things up yesterday, and they didn't look bad. I mean, um, did they actually win that game? Now I, I literally can't even remember. No, 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 the Chargers won the game. Chargers won, but it was it – was, it was, close and they were making some pretty decent plays i thought uh i was kind of surprised abram got as much play as he did but again I, look yeah. max crosby with the snaps i mean 96 percent. that's wild 
It's just absolutely wild. For us. So, yeah, Mori got 25 snaps, whereas uh, Harmon got 45. Oh, Benzel Perryman. They were again. Benzel Perryman was like after last. I think he got hurt season. though. Huh? I, I think Perryman got hurt. Did he? Okay, I I missed. I think that. that's what it was. Yeah, I had him on a couple teams. He was like one of my sleeper guys. And well, let's take a peek. I'm very happy about that. All right, ankle injury. You're right. You're right. Sunday, stained ankle 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 injury. Lost to the Chargers. Started Sunday and logged three tackles. Not clear if he'll be able to play so for next Saturday's game. You saying roll out Diablo? Well, yeah, definitely be rolling out Diablo. He was one of my sleepers. I had some guy kind of trolling me on on uh, YouTube yesterday or two days ago, like, oh, he plays D- he plays linebacker, not DB. I was like, why well, play on sleeper, my guy? Where, <laughs> where all your dreams are possible. Well, he had Green Dot yesterday too. So, really? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was before or after, but I do remember seeing a post about it. Just saw the back of his head. Green dot. So seven tackles, sixty-three percent of snaps. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's definitely you might be on your waivers. Really you but overall, I thought the whole Raiders defense looked pretty good. Even that corner I wrote his name down, Hobbs or Cobbs or something. Nate right? Hobbs. Yeah, he looked respectable to me. Yeah. I was kind of impressed with what I've seen on the field from the Raiders. Uh Second year running, if that's possible. I uh, wrote down here, and I put it on the website, too, if you guys read my week rank, one rankings. I'm really high on Khalil Mack this year, and he went out and made me look pretty decent. Had three sacks. Uh, you know, he could have a defensive player of the year type season incoming because um, he, he he gets to be this quote-unquote second-best pass rusher on the team now, like officially. He was the second-best pass rusher on the team last year, but he was treated like the first-best. That's why Robert Quinn had a zillion sacks. Now he's playing opposite Joey Bosa, so he's the second best guy. So he's going to get to have the Robert Quinn type season. He's going to be that guy this year. It's not going to be uh, Joey Bosa, who played more snaps than him by a lot yesterday um, and didn't have anywhere near the week that Mac had. Mac, 49 snaps, three sacks, uh, a forced fumble. Let's see what old Joey did. Oh, Mr. Bosa. 53 sacks or 53 snaps one and a half sacks and a forced fumble not bad no that's not a bad not a bad day probably shaded them a little too early 21 points still not as good as max 42 literally double but you know whatever <laughs> um any final thoughts on the chargers defense i didn't really i know saw derwin got a sack early you know mm-hmm. big round of applause everybody got to get their dirt you know everyone they got they got to get off early in that game for derwin let's just put it that way so yeah happy um, for them in true position leagues, I was a big uh, Joseph Day stand. I still like him, although the other guy, I feel like maybe he's pulling a little bit more from the uh, offense, offensive line. So then you have Morgan Fox, who's the other defensive lineman, 28 snaps, only two pressures, one sack. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, go out and get him right now. Just something to look at if you are in that position. Um, it's not always the big names to get the points. It's the guys next to him sometimes too. So just nice keep an eye on that. Got Tracy Walker in here in the news and updates. Um, he got it. He got kicked out of that game after hitting Jalen Hurts pretty, pretty with a pretty wild hit. But he had a second penalty going into the scrum. It looked like trying to apologize. It kind of was lame, but he ended up. He had a massive week. I think he was the third or fourth highest finishing defensive back on the entire week. Uh, yeah, and he got pulled out of that game like with almost a quarter left. So there was still 
he had more points he could have had. Uh, been a big Tracy Walker fan for a while, so that's good to see him out there just, just living it up. Uh, Jerry Hughes, I got him on here. He's now with Houston, no longer with the Bills. He had a pretty – had a huge game himself. Uh, what do you have, two sacks or three? I don't remember exactly. Uh, where is he at? Three or two sacks. He had a forced fumble, an interception, uh, three tackles. So a big game for Jerry Hughes. He could be a possible streamer. Uh, Justin Houston, a little bit further down here, had a sack for the Ravens, another guy you could possibly pull off the waiver wire for a DL streamer. Uh, Pay had a nice little game. Could it be his breakout game? Uh, do you, what, what are your thoughts on Pay? I don't have a huge, I don't have a big, I don't have really any feelings about him. I think he gets a lot of love from other people. So I've kind of just been in with him, but it was good. I mean, two sacks against Davis Mills. I, I'm not really sure what to make of it. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I had him and uh, Nagargway literally ranked like right on top of each other going into the season. And it's, it could just be either one of them, either game. So, uh, you know. If you if you want to roll the dice on one of them, that's cool. But I think it's going to be one or the other. There, let's see. Nagagwe fifty seven snaps. You got Pay with fifty five. Uh, Nagagwe had three pressures. Pay had four. But again, like you said, it's the Texans. So I'm curious to see how they do against uh, no offense to them, but a formidable offense. So someone that can, you know, that's not always going to be playing from behind. Although that game was fairly close. I mean, they tied. So it was yeah, it was a weird game. It was yeah, it was very strange. But that's Matt Ryan for you, I guess, huh? <laughs> The only thing that makes me mad about that game is I spent all offseason telling people that Michael Pittman is fucking trash. And <laughs> it looks like he's going to have an Allen Robinson 20 fucking 15 type season. And he's, yeah. and I'm going to look like a, a fucking putz, which is fine. I look like a putz like nine times out of 10 anyway. So, um, Bill's pass rush could be really good. You brought this up right before we came on. We had Von Miller play 50% of snaps, still got two sacks. Uh, Ed Oliver got home, Boogie Basham got home, and AJ Vanessa got home. Um, so there's a, a it's a rotational passing situation. But if you're you know you went zero or late round DL and you're looking for one of those streamers, you're gonna be able to be able to pick and play with uh, this Bills deep pass rush as long as they stay healthy. And then Jordan Phillips, um, who was returning to them after a short sabbatical on other teams, he had a pretty big game his first game back. He you'll remember him from this offseason. There was the viral video um, of the the confrontation between Josh Allen and the defensive lineman when he took off running. That was Jordan Phillips. So just shout out to another Jordan out there getting it done. <laughs> and then last notes here, and we this is by no means going to be a everything you need to know for IDP. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Follow our shorts. We'll be putting out more information all throughout the week, IDP related. This is, you know, we're just kind of breaking it down for you, and we'll keep refining it throughout the week until we have to do it again next week. So uh, last piece here, Rashad Weaver, two sacks. Looks like he's the heir apparent to the um, Harold Landry, Landry role. Um I, I think that we, we could have something here, so maybe go out take a look at him as well. So, again, there's – I like the DL position in the league, uh, you know, as a, as a potential streaming position. And some people, if you lost, if you lost TJ Watt, I mean, you are going to be looking for that replacement. Um, so head out there, take a peek around for these guys. TJ Watt, like I said, was on the injury report. Two other injuries I want to point out, and there was one other, but I don't know if I remember it. If, if you guys are not on our Patreon, join that. Get in the Ultimate IDP Index. I went through and updated the injuries this morning. Going to do another pass at it soon. But Aziz Ojolari did not play yesterday. I, I did not realize, but he is dealing with um, 
uh, a calf injury, and then Thibodeau, we already knew he was not going to play. But, um, yeah, just uh, awesome week one so far. Injuries, we'll get those all updated in the index. Um, all right, I guess we'll just go through. Now we'll be about 30 minutes. We're just going to go through a few. These are a few of the snap counts that I saw that were interesting. Pete Werner, 81%. TJ Edwards, 100% for Philly. Mm-hmm. Those are some big numbers. Those are things people were interested in this offseason, and now we kind of know that maybe we could gravitate towards that. Um, Houston Texans, I already brought that up, but they played a lot of snaps. Tay Crowder got a little love this morning on Good Morning Football with a massive hit on Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, Proud little guy, and he was making a difference last year. Blake Martinez, they don't need him, I guess. So Tay Crowder, if he's on your waiver wire by chance, go look for him. Trayvon Walker. Um Sack and interception in his first game. A lot better than old Clavon Chason did uh, as far as first-round uh, Jacksonville Jaguar pass rushers. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on him? I, I'm – I mean, you know, I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. So having a guy that caliber on the outside either way is just going to help and benefit that defense even more. I mean, he's uh, – I don't – I'm not personally – I think he was like my DL2 or 3. I didn't – I'm seen as the first. But um, – He's putting up the numbers and doing what he needed to do to prove that he belonged being the first overall pick, and that's what you love to see. And if you got him, you probably got him for not cheap, but in your rookie drafts and dynasty, you probably got him later than you know most of the defensive line players, I believe, or at least after Hutchinson. So you're getting good value there. Um, I want to see what he does going forward, but 21 years old, he's a rookie. He looks off amazing. He unhappy in that picture. <laughs> Right, he does not look happy to be taking this picture. I don't know, man. What's the old Hutch did yesterday, real quick? I know he played a lot of snaps. One tackle. Nice. That's ugly. Not good. What are you doing? Recorded one assisted. Ooh, an assisted tackle on sixty-nine snaps. Ooh, we had three pressures, but yeah, he missed a tackle too. Oh, he got three pressures. Oh shit, he probably got a ninety-nine on PFF then. Ninety-seven. No. <laughs> um. Okay, what are we looking at? Where Where are we at here, Hutch? Where are you at, my guy? Yeah, look at this. Sixty-nine. I mean, he played almost. Uh, I mean, he played the most DL snap. Yeah. Yep. That's wild. That's not good. I don't like. I don't love that. Yeah. Are the Eagles' offensive line? Are they like really good? I mean, I guess it is still. It's Jalen Hurts. Like it's not he's, a normal quarterback. He's very mobile. Let's. I'll give. I'll give him a little slack. I'll give him. I'll give you a little slack, Hutch. They only got one sack as a team all game, so it's not like there was other guys, you know, lighting it up. I mean, aside from like the secondary players, you know, Tracy Walker. And- um, I tweeted this out earlier, but I thought it was funny. Good morning, football. This morning they have a new segment this season. It is called uh, what's it called? Like highlights you missed or highlights you might not have seen or something like that. But it's just funny. Actually, I'm. I'm butchering it i'm gonna read it to you exactly as i tweeted it i said the entire hidden highlights segment of good morning football being defensive players plays says a lot about the general population how the general population watches football they have a new segment this season they did like three or four hidden highlights all of them were defensive plays one was malcolm rodrigo or mount rodrigo Basic, he I mean, he basically body slammed Jason Peters, like he like judo whipped him into the ground, oh, like it was wild. Um, then it was the Tay Crowder, like just shoulder checking Derrick Henry, putting him up through the air, 
I forgot what the other play was too, but I mean, it was just inter- I thought it was funny as like, you know, an IDP show. And as you guys hear all my fucking commentary about NFL media and all this, it's just so funny and meta that their hidden highlights are literally just all good defensive plays. Like in case you miss these really good defensive plays, here they are. I just thought, I just think that was kind of funny. Um, so I had to bring that up. Rodrigo making a difference. Maybe he'll save IDP. I thought, I thought Nick Bosa would, but He's a little grim. He's a little, you know, he, he got some, he's a little something not right with him. Tough game yesterday. <laughs> he plays good football, but he doesn't seem like the kind of guy I'd be like having a good time with. <laughs> um, Rodrigo, on the other hand, seems like I'd be having a fucking blast with that guy. Life of the party, huh? Damn straight. <laughs> so, uh, all right. George Carl Loftus led all the defensive line players for the Chiefs with 76% of snaps. Sent that with the eyeball emojis this morning to the IDP army alpha chat, which if you are on Twitter and want to get in that, send me a DM. We'll throw you in there. Um, put the other guys numbers here. Frank Clark, 54% Dunlop 40 Jones, 64. My man Mace brought up though, that, you know, they were up so early and so high on the poor, sad, pathetic Kyler Murray led Arizona Cardinals that they just took most of their, even just okay defensive players out and put the kids in. So, well, Carlos did start, but I'm I, I don't think that I, I don't I don't really know the defensive end situation. I don't know if they're just going to be rolling guys in and out. I don't know. I mean, because I, I feel like there's I don't know as much mystery as I thought that there was on their offense. I feel like it's the same way on their defense. They've lost a couple guys, got a couple guys in. Their defense sucks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, there you go. Nick Fulton is good. Nick Fulton <laughs> is good. Yes. Um, Legarius Sneed is good. Yeah. Carl Loftus looks like he might be good. He looks on. Frank Clark is fucking garbage. Chris Jones is, I don't know Chris what's Jones. been going on with him the last couple of years. Something's off with how he's been playing since he got paid. That might be it. Dunlop I like a lot, and I'm glad he got rolling early this year and got a sack early this season because last year he was one of my favorite sleepers. He had a lot of sacks, but they all came at the end of the season when nobody was playing him, when everybody's giving up. You know, week nine, ten people already out. They don't care. Um Want to see him get it going early this year because he can finish sacks. He could lead. I said on the video the other. I said on a video that I, something the other day. I think there's a good chance he could lead the Chiefs in sacks this year. Like I don't think that's. I don't even think that's a hot take. I think he actually will. That's how much I don't give a shit and think how little I think of Frank Clark. That Carlos Dunlop is who I actually like legitimately think is going to lead the team in sacks. So go check your waiver wire for him. Carl Loftus could get a lot of snaps. Could end up being a high value player probably on your waivers as well because nobody wants – I mean, nobody is out there like, which Chiefs pass rusher do I draft? I didn't get that question this offseason once. Okay? No. So all of those guys you see on that little line there are probably on your waiver wire. I'm just telling yeah. you the ones you want are probably Dunlop and Carl Loftus. Let's just be honest. I agree and with that. My final note snap – I'm sorry I just went over – I'm sorry I spoke over you. My final uh, note here on snap was Sean Elliott, somebody I've been gassing up for a couple of years as a safety I like for the uh, Baltimore Ravens now with the Lions. I didn't see him at all. Literally, I didn't see this guy one single time on on uh, what's that show, uh, Hard Knock. So I kind of like in my head was like, huh, wonder if Sean Elliott like quit or something. <laughs> like, I was like, huh, weird. Literally never heard, never saw him once. And he goes out there playing 98% of snaps yesterday. So I guess he's somebody you need to go make sure he's on your teams. I don't think I had him draft. I don't think I had him ranked very high coming in the year either. So that's, that's on me, yeah. but. He's out there. He's been a guy I've liked for a long time, and he's he's reliable. 
if nothing else. He's not going to get you – he probably won't have a 30-point game like Tracy Walker just had, but he's going to be a guy that you are going to be able to play, you know, three or four DBs in, and you need somebody, he's going to be a guy you'll be confident playing. So I think he's a good swap starter. He had uh, the most defensive snaps in the box out of any uh... – out of any, sorry, uh, defensive back from the Lions. He had 19, whereas Tracy Walker had 13. Uh, Tracy Walker is really good in coverage too, though, and I feel like he's starting to kind of find himself in like a, well, not like Fitzpatrick, but also like in that kind of role where he does a lot of different things for that defense. Oh, yeah. Like Tracy Walker. Like one or two things. He's always been more versatile than people yeah. wanted to make him out to be, I thought. <clears throat> All right, so we've ranted and raved. You know, we kind of talked a little bit. We've dropped some nuggets on waiver wire players to look for. Here's just a raw list of the players that we're kind of looking at on waivers this week. Um, Pete Werner, he did play a lot of snaps for New Orleans. I'm interested in him. Grant Delpit, not a massive week, but he did play 100% of snaps for Cleveland. Nick Cross, got some questions about him. Tell me about this guy's name. And talk to me a little bit about Tanaloa Hufunga. Hufunga, dude. Call him Huff. I was yelling at a lot yesterday in my house, bro. Um, they use um, – Strong safety. They tried to use some free safety last year a little bit. So he is versatile. He's kind of subject in coverage. But when it comes to IDP, if it's raining or if the offense that he's going up against has a heavy run game plan, they're going to bring him and put him in the box and use him as an outside linebacker to rotate also inside as well. Um, he's super quick. He's got wits. And he's not afraid to not like put his head down when he throws his shoulder down, but he's very smart about when he goes and hits people. Uh, eight tackles yesterday. Surprisingly, he didn't have any pressure, so no hits or nothing, and he was only targeted three times uh, in coverage, but that was also probably due to the weather and the game plan for the Bears. He had that interception, right? Yes, 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 he did. Wait, did he? Yeah, so I Yeah, guess. he did. I, I thought, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Paul Amalu's playing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's it was really good to see. It was almost like a coming out party, but um, we're looking at his snaps. He had 30 in the box, 21 at free safety, five in the slot. So they've got him in different spots. So um, nice. That yeah, means- I, I really like him. I saw him in training camp, dude. He, he looks beastly. He looks super focused. Like, he's just got that laser vision, man. He knows what he's got to get. And his defensive quarter, defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryan, is one of the best in the business, dude. So he's really going to bring that out of him. So uh, he's probably on your waiver wire. Go get All right. There's a name you'll probably hear going forward a little bit more. Go check for Talanoa Hafunga. Hafanga. Oh. I'll work on that. <laughs> um Jerry Hughes, we brought him up. Derek Forrest, okay, he played for Cameron Curl yesterday. He made uh, Travis Etienne his bitch yesterday. Um, Travis Etienne. He had a really good game, man. Yeah. The, yeah this, this mean, Forrest wait, guy, he, he, was, he was doing some crazy stuff. Um, He's a human highlight reel yesterday. He was. He was all over the place. I also sent that to the IDP Army Alpha Chat this morning, a video of him doing that, uh, just going off. So he's a player you're going to look for. The way I saw him playing, I mean, I, why would you take him off? I field? like Cameron Curl, but yeah, I don't know why this guy's this guy's not going to leave the field. I don't think. I mean, if he's gonna if he's gonna do stuff like that and like put that kind of effort in and like be successful, like there's no reason he should be sitting anywhere. Yeah, dude, put him in. We're paying you too much money to be sitting right, right. now. Stand. Um, Zaire, Zaire Franklin played. We talked about him already. Played more snaps than EJ Speed. He's who you're going to want to play if we continue to miss time with Shaquille Leonard, formerly Darius Leonard. Uh, Alex Anzalone was a lead uh, linebacker for Detroit. Um, he'll probably be on your waivers because he's not sexy, not a cool player to own or, or manage. Sorry, my bad. Um, Drew Tranquil, 
I said he led the team in linebacker snaps. I was wrong. It was Kenneth Murray by a few. I said that earlier. We talked about it. But I still think Drew Tranquil is a guy you want. So yes. if he's on your if he's on your waivers, check him out. Take Crowder, Cameron Bynum, Malik Reed, who I think is going to be your actual replacement for T.J. Watt. Um, is he going to be successful at it? I don't know. Not as successful as T.J. Watt. I can tell you that. But I think that's who they're probably going to slide in there. Um, Watt plays the one side he always plays on the i guess that's his left or right always i don't know I, I guess that's where they'll put malik reed i don't know if highsmith has the ability to move back and forth we'll have to see how that shakes out yeah. so but either way malik reed alex highsmith both those guys need to be on your team because it's still steelers defense they're still really good pass rushers and cameron hayward still he's still the he's still the brute in the middle and he he got done by himself plenty yesterday i mean tj watts his own beast but cameron hayward ain't nothing to fuck with either so I would still be terrified to play this team with those two guys. And then, like I said, Rashad Weaver, defensive line for Tennessee. Any other players that I might have missed here that you wrote down or noticed or or maybe people should check their waiver wires for for Week 2 Friday, P? Uh, we kind of already talked about him, but um, Divine Diablo, uh, Case Repairman, injury is going to be lengthened or if it's going to go on, especially if he's got green dots, that just means he's on the field. Um, also, Rodrigo, I see that he's a starter. He actually started last game, Malcolm Rodriguez. So, um, I don't know. I, I just don't – Anzalone, he's all right, but I don't know. For some reason, I just don't want to roster that guy on the team. I don't like him that much. I'd much rather have uh, – be talking about Alex Highsmith? Yeah, we're dead, we're dead, we're in on Highsmith. I mean, if he, yeah. he should not be on waivers. I mean, he's – right now, he's the number one defensive line player in IDP. Oh, um yeah. <laughs> Wait, I can just go back. Yeah, on this video, but not in time. <laughs> if you can, man, let me know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe you can. Yeah, maybe you got the goods. Um, I literally just realized there's like a zillion comments over here. I'm oh, sorry. Um, let's see. So, Jordan, you're the man. Appreciate it. I really do appreciate that. Pete Warner and Devin Lloyd thoughts. Yeah, Devin Lloyd. What, what were your thoughts? I, I Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd. Different days, for sure. Um, I mean, Devin Lloyd played. I got eleven tackles. I mean, he's definitely going to be something out. you want. Yeah, targeted three times in coverage. I, I should mean, probably add him to that list. Actually, yeah, too. yeah, I'd be all right. Um, I like. I think I'd take Lloyd over a guy like Quay Walker that we were talking about earlier. Although I do like Quay Walker. If you're going for a guy in your waiver, but I don't. Yeah, Dynasty he's not going to be there. But in redraft, definitely I'd look him up. Getting a lot of snaps. Yeah, I think Devin Lloyd is a good person to add to that. I didn't really think about that, honestly. Some of these guys are these rookies. I'm, I forget. I, I kind of had in my mind that people already drafted them. But I guess a lot because a lot of people draft rookies and I don't. But I guess a lot of people, other people don't too. So, uh, Michael Walker LB one until Deion Jones comes back, or what happens then? Falcons linebackers always put out numbers. Yeah, Rashawn Evans had a nice day yesterday. I think you can keep playing him. Yeah, and I'm, that sounds like the situation. I don't know if Deion Jones actually comes back to this team. That's what I, that's my, would be my little side piece there. Um, you know, IR, if they get a little system going, they might think we don't need him anymore. And he might be easier for them to let him go for less in a trade, which was something they were already talking about, right? Yeah, preseason for sure. There's trade rumors everywhere. Yeah. And what up, lunch table legend? Good to see you, my guy. Um, just got offered Justin Jefferson. Knox Cooper for Brady Kamara Thielen and Godwin. Well, you should take that. Then, <laughs> if anyone is offering you Justin Jefferson for anything, 
you should take it. <laughs> Period. I don't yeah. give a fuck what it is. <laughs> uh, what you think? Ah, I'll say I won't. I won't say it again. But yes. <laughs> uh Tranjot DK Tan GK says traded Dallas Goddard and James Robinson for Mark Andrews. Did I win? Dallas Goddard and James Robinson for Mark Andrews. Did I win? I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, without looking at your team and knowing if you really needed those pieces. Maybe. Um, I have Taylor and Swift as my RBs in PPR. Your team know. has to be named Taylor Swift, right? I don't know because the reality is Mark Andrews. I mean, he, he he's the difference between Mark Andrews and Dallas Goddard this year and last year, I don't think is going to be the gap's not going to be as big. Dallas Goddard's on the way up, and I think we do have a little bit of regression coming Mark Andrews' way. So that's that's hard for me to say who won. Um, I, don't, I like the Mark Andrews side just because I feel like the volume is going to be there. I feel like there's a lot of lot of mouths to feed in a sense, for uh, especially for Hertz because he's got his own agenda and he's going to be using his legs as well. So if I'm just going for a guy that's going to get a bunch of targets, I'm going to go for Mark Andrews. Uh, James Robinson did have some injury concerns before, but I do feel, I think he scored a touchdown yesterday. So I'm not two. two. Okay, yeah, we'll see. There you go. So um, I don't. I'm not really sure what's going on with the Jaguars. So I, I feel like just to avoid the headache of starting or not starting with both those guys, I would just go with Mark Andrews. Talanoa was a Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year before he was drafted. He's instinctual, and I'm glad he finally starting to get a nod this year. Boy is a baller. All right, yes, we'll, we'll start. We'll start gassing him up around here more regularly now that we got a 49ers fan on the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no problem guessing over here. Hurts is hard to contain. Yeah. I mean, that's, and again, that's kind of why I don't want to put too much on old Hayden or on Aiden, you yeah. know, week one. That's, that's going to be tough for anybody. It's all order. Yeah. Hutch has TJ potential. And then that's the thing, too. Like, he really kind of does. He's raw, but you you can see it, you know, and it's, it's interesting. Like, yeah, he's an active player. He's a smart player, but he's also physically gifted enough to like leverage all of that into like an incredible game. I mean, again, like what TJ Watt did yesterday in like 40 snaps, like I just was, it's like he had a pass deflection, an interception, a force fumble, a sack. And I'm just like sitting here and like, and yet people still want like think that Aaron Donald is the best defensive player. Like, and it's just like, Red Aaron Donald would never dream of having a game like that. He couldn't even begin to imagine what a game like that felt like, let alone to do it on like 40 snaps. LB, <laughs> or sorry, DL35 on the week for Aaron Donald, according to Fantasy Pros. Thanks. Yeah, Rodrigo. Right. Uh, if Aaron Donald ever caught me outside, I'd fucking die. Lost <laughs> uh, on Dominique Robinson. What are your thoughts? I don't. Really I don't know. even really know. I don't even know who that is. I'm gonna be real. Who like Edge for Chicago? He had a decent game against the Niners yesterday. Okay, I was gonna say I saw him get a sack. I I saw his name. I was looking for Travis. I thought it might be Travis Gibson. Like Quinn. No, yeah, he, but he had 28 snaps. So I don't okay. know what they're doing with that defensive line. Definitely a name to see. But it, that, like I said, I'm not trying to make excuses for my Niners, man. But that game was sloppy yesterday. I put him down as a name to monitor, but yeah, no, for sure. I don't know if I don't think I'd prioritize them on my waivers this week. No, if you have the space and I mean you want to do that, then that's fine. I drafted Lloyd. Yeah, exactly. 
Good stuff. All right, we're going to take two more questions, and then we're going to bounce out of here, y'all. Um, been, a, been a good time. Got some more content to, to, to curate out here. Uh, who is the LB to own? We like the word manage around here at Lunch Table yeah, yeah. Legend. Who is the LB to manage in Philly? I thought it was Kazir White, but TJ Edwards also put up decent tackle numbers. Who finishes higher this year? You are definitely um, asking a good question, a tough question. Um, PJ Edwards did lead the team with the snaps, you know, yesterday at the linebacker position that would indicate that they like him most. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would defer to him. Does that mean Kaiser White is useless? No, I think he's still going to have a lot of, of uh, value, but probably not like last year, linebacker one. Um, who finishes higher again? It's so early to tell, though. I mean, somebody could get hurt. Any, anything could happen. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, they both missed two tackles. They both had somewhat identical snaps. White, like you said, had less uh, snaps. So, yeah, I don't really know. I'm, I'm sticking with TJ Edwards for now. There you go. Fred Warner is washed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like literally because of the rain? or? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't apologize for Fred Warner. <laughs> never have, never will. Man, Cole Holcomb, let me down. Yeah, I saw he played plenty of snaps, didn't get much done. I would just say, just throw him back in there next week. That's life. That's how she goes. Mike Williams let me down a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude. I had him in a lot of places with Herbert stacks. Crushed my soul. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, who is the LB to manage in Tennessee? David Long or Zach Cunningham? Someone there has to put up stats, right? I think both of them are going to be fine. I had them both in my top 24, I think, this year. Um, I think they're both going to be fine. I noticed neither of them really played. What were their snaps like? I'll check the index. Uh, Cunningham had 47. David Long had 60. Uh, David Long had five pressures opposed to Cunningham zero. Yeah, I've got David. Yeah, so Cunningham played a little over 75%, and then Long played 100%. So he's going to be – seems like he's the lead – quote unquote. Yeah. I think I would go with Long just because he provides you that sack option as well. Hopefully if he can uh, finish some of those pressures. Yep. 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 So all right. Well thank you everyone who has been here joining us on the stream. It's been really, really fun. Uh it's good to get back in the swing of things. Good to answer some questions. This show will be on the podcast. It'll go on the channel. We'll probably cut some shorts up out of it and throw them up on YouTube shorts. Get more questions into us on any platform you want. We would love to help you win your fantasy league this year. Thank you, Lunch Table Legend. Uh, thanks, Mace, for being here. Mace is going to have an article up on the website in a day or two, recapping some of the stuff. We'll have some waiver wire lists on the site as well. If you want to check those out, we'll have we'll post those on the Twitter as well. And just just follow us anywhere you can. You don't want to miss out. Okay, it's a good time. Um, any final words for the people, Mace? Don't overreact. Don't drop starters just because they had a bad week. Uh, monitor your injuries. And uh, good luck. Let's bring that ship home. There you go. Good luck. Let's bring home some chips. Uh, we'll be back here in 48 hours or so with week two rankings, mashup discussions. Uh, yeah, and until then, take her easy.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.